Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to episode six of the Road Divvy One, Road to Gold Coast, little podcast series with myself, Brady Trelfel and Andy Buchanan, uh, recording this on a Sunday afternoon. Did just have a bit of a chat off air, couldn't believe we were up to number six already episode, and um, looking forward to talking through some training that's been happening in Andy's life and a bit of Bendigo bat chat leading into potentially round three of the uh, Athletics Victoria season. Not sure what's going to happen, but we'll talk a bit about that later on. Welcome to my co-host, Andy Buchanan, not in Bendigo, up in Newcastle, New South Wales. Welcome. Thanks, Brady. Uh, yeah, no, up in Newcastle at the moment, which is good. It's the uh, it's nearly the Bats' second home away from um, away from Bendigo, and I've been told that there is some Bats in Newcastle. So, um, some real which Bats. Which is highly relevant for us. Some real Bats, yep. Sorry, not the runner Bats, but um, yeah, no, good to be chatting running again. What um, about- I know we had... Yeah. Oh, you go. Sorry, I was just going to say, I didn't have this down to talk about this early on, but I'll go there anyway. But what about the um, the TV interview that you guys did down in Bendigo? And then they had like footage from the actual Bendigo bats in the park there. I think that's actually so I think that's broken the internet yeah. that interview. Like it is so good, and there's so many little uh, like little jokes about this colony's ready to fly and all this stuff. It's um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully that gave people a laugh. I think it's had nearly ten thousand views. So, uh, Win News in Bendigo are, are stoked with it. So, I'll, I'll try put in the show notes if people aren't sure what we're talking about. But that was a good bit of publicity for the Bendigo bats. And the uh, the physical Bendigo bats as well. So it was good that people are making that connection that we are named after actual bats in the park, hanging there in Bendigo. Um, tell us, Andy, what are you doing in Newcastle? This wasn't part of the plan last time we spoke. Yeah, no. Nah, so we got um, 
we got a little bit nervous just with the COVID outbreak in Melbourne. Um, and we kind of, I don't know, the last thing, obviously missed Launceston um, and didn't want to miss Gold Coast. Um, so we kind of hatched a bit of a plan to come to Newcastle, which is where my coach, uh, Scott Westcott, lives. Um, and then that way I can spend two weeks in uh, Newcastle because that's what all the all the governments kind of require you to spend two weeks, 14 days somewhere. So even if kind of shit hits the fan back in Victoria, um, I should be able to get into Queensland. Um, so that was the that was the theory behind that, um, just as a bit of a, I suppose, insurance, um, just to make sure that because it's, as you know, it can change like every day it changes. So we just didn't want to, um, I suppose, leave uh, leave it up to fate. We kind of wanted to be able to control a bit. So um, luckily I got a week off work. Um, so I got a week of leave and then I've got holidays. So yeah, come up here a little bit early to spend two weeks here and then I'll head up to head up to Gold Coast for the for the marathon. So it's, um, I don't know, I don't get to see Scott that often, um, my coach. So it's just awesome to be able to, I suppose, hang out with him and kind of get into that kind of training uh, training camp vibe for the last few weeks and kind of knuckle down and not have to worry too much about school and getting up early and all that kind of stuff so it's um it's good i was actually looking forward to some warmer weather but it's bloody freezing up here this weekend so i don't know hopefully it warms up next week yeah it's um it's funny you mentioned that it can change so fast because uh, all of a sudden there's people in melbourne who are probably pretty confident of getting to the gold coast in two weeks and there's people in sydney who are quite concerned about it and you're probably now closer to sydney obviously than you are melbourne so yes. is there any concern now that, you know, potentially the Sydney outbreak fires up more and then they put a blanket rule over? I don't think they'd ever blanket New South Wales just because it's such a big yeah. state. But if they said, yeah. you know, east coast or whatever of New South Wales, um, that would could potentially include you? I don't know. What's, they'd know yeah, more about we, that up there, wouldn't they? We did think about that. And I think with this, you need to kind of always look at what they've done in the past because yeah. that's a pretty good indication yeah, of what, what they're going to do. And they've... They've, they've done it like what Victoria now does where they separate regional New South Wales and Sydney. So yeah. Newcastle isn't actually classified in that area. So we should be pretty safe up here. And they've been up here like they, they're like, oh, what's COVID? Oh, yeah, that was a little thing a few years ago where we couldn't travel overseas. Like it's so yeah. – like for me, I'm walking in the supermarket going, oh, shit, I forgot my mask. <laughs> it's just like it's so weird. It's so different. Like it hasn't affected these – uh, the people up here so it's um it's very different and I did mention that to Scott and he said nah we've always been separate to Sydney um so that's that's a little advantage and I suppose at least this way I'm that little bit closer to Gold Coast so if things do start getting a bit sketchy um which I think a few Melbourne people have done they've kind of headed up a bit no sorry Sydney people they've kind of said oh we're flying the coop and we're getting out so at least oh, I'm yeah. a little bit closer. Tom DeCano, like so. I heard the news out of Sydney and then the next day I just tre- checked Strava and he'd, he was all of a sudden at the Gold Coast. Like I think yeah, he must I have was... got on a plane straight away and just been like, nah, I'm not risking this, get out. Yeah, I was getting worried because I was hearing they were locking down, well, a few of those suburbs were becoming hotspots and I was like, shit, hopefully Tom can get up there and then all of a sudden I checked Strava and he's up running along um, along the spit there and I thought, oh, shit, that's good. So I was getting a bit worried for him there. So it's, um, I don't know, it's just... It's just crap, but that's kind of the world we live in these days. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just going to be a good little training camp, actually, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, overseas listeners, like Australia's kind of states, it's almost like they're different countries at the moment, um, different mm. rules for different states and who can go in and out, all those kind of things impact so many people. And Tom, the kind of example we just used, he was in Tasmania winning the half marathon in Launceston, Tasmania, the state there. 
um, you know, three or four days before and probably didn't even have COVID as a concern at all. It just can happen mm. so quick. So, um, yeah, it kind of depends on what state you're in and then what's happening in that state. And then that rule about what have you done the last two weeks, that's what really gets a lot of people. Um, yeah. And that's even, we were talking about it on our long run today. So, like, we had four of our Bendigo Bats members, like myself, Archie, Glenn McMillan and Nathan Stote, and like three of us are meant to be racing up to the Gold Coast. And it's like, well, if this AV race does happen in Melbourne next weekend, and then Gold Coast is saying, or Queensland is saying, hey, you can't come into Queensland if you've been into Melbourne the last two weeks, that could potentially yeah. like hurt us. And like team score as well, because it's like, well, which, you know, you'd like to think AV might have some common sense and maybe move it to a regional location so regional people can still compete. But, yeah, it's um, going to be interesting to see what they do. Like, yeah. You'd think that race isn't going ahead just through what Melbourne's kind of the restrictions they're kind of still on. So it's, but we haven't heard anything. So it's um, it's going to be interesting. But on the the bats talk, um, Nigel Preston's been on the recruiting drive, and we've uh, we've got a few a few possible ends for the team. Actually, I know we we've been worried about these these next two rounds, but there's um, yeah some pretty big names that might be looking to AV register for the first time. So um, oh really, one of them's. Yeah, one of them's a ex. Well, you're never an ex, but he's a uh, world champion. Um, so I don't know if you'd be able to figure that one out. But um, a world champion yeah, in a different sport, not running. Yeah, well, running is included in it. And bike riding, duathlon. And bike riding, yes. I know yep. the guy you're talking yep. about. Yep, he'd be yep. handy. Is he so fit? Uh, I don't know. I think he's. Um, he'd he'd tell you he isn't, but I think his level of fit, his what he classifies as fit and probably the average person are very different. Um, wow. So he might be keen. And then also um, a few others that haven't ran with us much are getting pretty keen as well. So I think they're, they're getting the um, pretty keen to join the bats. So I think we're going to have a pretty good team no matter what kind of happens. So um, I know hopefully AV make a decision soon just so we can um, kind of start planning around who's going to be in our, our Divi 2 team. Oh, yeah, and even just playing training. Like, mm. we're looking at this week, and I'm kind of... Well, I had a kind of half-marathon-specific session planned, but if we're going to do a 12K, like, tempo during this race, I won't do that. Like, there's no point doing a 15K tempo and a 12K tempo in the same week. But yeah. you don't know if the race is going to go ahead, so you're not sure when you have to scrap it and what you have to replace it with. And, yeah, all those kind of things. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm still confident, like, we'd win... Divi 2 quite easy with the team would send. Like Archie and I were talking about just maybe rolling around like, you know, 25th, 30th position, kind of making up the points kind of thing. Nathan's yeah. fit as, like he could um, he could potentially Because he's not running 10. Gold Coast. No, he? so he could use this as like a full-on. He's ready to go. He's like shattered he didn't get to Launceston last week because he would – he's been doing the same program as Archie and I and probably doing the sessions yeah. a bit better. So he's kind of in 29, yeah, wow. 40 kind of shape, I'd say. Um, so yeah. yeah, he could have a real good one. There's still concerns with cross country, like if it was a 12k road race, you'd back him in every day. But he, mm. he ran pretty strong at jails over the cross country. Um, yeah, yeah, he could he could be on for a top five. Yeah, I told him this actually. morning, like you could sneak on yeah. the podium, like yeah. So he's yeah. going alright, and then uh, yeah, we were throwing around names as well, like Nigel Preston. Yeah. Um, obviously, Glenn as well will be tempoing, but yeah, yeah we, we'd think... still have a very handy six. Yeah, yeah, and I think Steve's Steve Van Steve Rees is pretty keen yeah. as well. <clears throat> So and then plus our those few little extras um, that I know about. So it's I know I think we're looking pretty good considering uh, a lot of our top team is out. So that's um, it's important to have that depth there because it is a a ten round series, is it? Not a two round series. So it we is. just need to be um 
yeah. People did li- that... did love reminding us early on that it's more than one round series. But we yeah. we've done it for two now. But that's good when you can take half your team out, half your strongest team. Um, or, and then potentially, you know, Jamie the Beast Cook's not there as well. So you're taking potentially four out of your top six out and you're still sending a strong team. Yeah, yeah. Depth, depth in Bendigo. Depth. That's what we want. Um, so let's go back to last week for you. No Launceston yeah. half marathon. Early in the week I was talking to you. Sounds like yeah. you guys made a call pretty early though. Put a yeah, line through so it. There was oh, <laughs> oh, there was a few things that happened that just meant we um, – yeah, it, so I found out ooh, Thursday afternoon, I'm pretty sure, or was it Wednesday? When was it? One of those. Um, and I'd done a pretty large session on Tuesday, which we can chat about, and then also um, 27K on Wednesday. And it was just like, it, for me, it just wasn't worth it. Um, like I was keen to go down there and, and have a good crack and try and run a PB. And I would have like kind of tapered for that race, whereas I didn't have that opportunity because we kind of, wrote it off and then there was the possibility it was going to be on and then like I felt like we were just going back and forwards and if I wasn't doing Gold Coast I would have gone yep I'm happy to treat it as if it's going ahead and see what happens but I just think with the marathon like I think it was four weeks away at that stage I just couldn't uh, like risk not having a good training week and then not having a race at the end so we kind of um, yeah uh, when Richard kind of sent me a message saying you guys can come, I was kind of, um, I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, maybe it's good to go down and do a 10K, but I was pretty convinced on not doing the half um, and then just had a chat to Scotty and it was a pretty pretty simple decision to make. Um, so he was just kind of like, I don't think it's worth it. And I was just saying the worst thing for me to do would be go down there and run poorly because um, I've, I've got pretty – high confidence at the moment just because training's been going well and I just hate to go down there and run shithouse because I haven't really tapered and haven't gotten ready for this race so I was kind of like what's to gain versus what's to lose and what's to lose is a lot bigger than what's to gain so yeah um, I was yeah I was a little bit disappointed but at the same time like those races you know what it's like when you're working during the week and then you got to get down there on the Saturday then you race on the Sunday and you come back late Sunday night like it's just a big weekend and I was kind of like, oh, it's actually not quite nice not having to travel all the way down to Tassie. Um, and that and, is know, the was... reason why we didn't have a show last week. A lot of people messaging yeah. me like, where's the show, where's the show? And I'm like, hey, guys, I've been in Launceston for three days. My wife's been looking after our uh, toddler. And if mm. I get home and then tell her I'm going to go on one podcast and then another podcast, I would have been in quite a lot of trouble. So that's that is stressful going away. It'd be okay if you didn't have a job and stuff, but yeah, straight yeah. back to work on the Tuesday after the public holiday. Our flight actually yeah. got cancelled coming home, so we got moved to the Monday. Um, so yeah, there's just so much stress around the whole week, and just just the mental drain of like up and down, up and down, and not sure mm. Um, mm. definitely has an impact. And that's yeah, I always. I actually think it's risky running a hard half marathon like that three weeks out. Um, like, just yeah. because if you run a hard half marathon, you're pretty cooked for, I'm going to say, well, everyone's different. But I'd like to, like, I, I think it's fair to say, you're cooked for a good seven to ten days until you're back feeling perfect. So then yeah, all of yeah. a sudden, you've got to race in, what would that be? Another ten days your actual race is. So you're not fitting in much mm. training before then you've got to taper. And, like, I'm sure yeah. Tommy and Benny Sane and Riley Cox will all pull it off, no worries, because they're just a different breed. But a lot of people I don't think would pull it off and maybe could go into the 
because um, the trap is then you start training too hard without the recovery from the half yeah. marathon and then you just yeah. ca- can't get feeling good for marathon day yeah exactly so it's on like i don't know i was a little bit disappointed only because i think i i feel like i'm in pv shape like i feel like i'm a lot fitter than when i ran my half marathon pv back in 2019 um and yeah it would have been good to kind of uh duke it out with tommy there but it's um yeah i don't know i was i was actually quite surprised when you um you mentioned that they were like they looked they seemed pretty cooked at the end of the finish line like i i thought they were just going to like have a good solid hit out um but not completely go to the whales so that was i was pretty surprised about that yeah they were you could tell they rinsed themselves like they just gave it so much um, they all looked smooth, but then yeah, I was standing right at the finish line there, and all just Riley Cox just vomited for probably, I'm gonna say a good like 70, 80 seconds. Like just I don't know, yeah, I don't wow. know what he was spewing up by the end of it. Like it was just everywhere. Nearly landed on my shoes a couple of times, and oh, Tommy was just that. bent over as well, just like just trying to breathe. And yeah, I kind of snapped a photo of him for the inside running um, Instagram stories kind of thing and put it up there. And yeah, it was kind of impressive to see though. Like I walked yeah. away from that and put my bag in like the. Um, the elite athlete kind of zone and i'm just like do i try hard enough like i can't remember being like that at the end of races like and all three of them like occasionally you see one out of like 10 people being like that but they yeah. were all like um yeah definitely pretty cooked yeah, well, but anyway it's good yeah. good to see good results marathon pace for them should feel pretty easy after running 62s 62 yeah I'd high. Say so. so um yeah, definitely so yeah that definitely. was the decision there and i think really because glenn who was uh an achuka guy he said they weren't letting them um, – the Vic government wasn't letting Victorian people use actual Melbourne airport unless it was for work, which seems really weird. Um, yeah, right. So he's like, yeah, Tassie government are going to – he ended up ringing like the hotline and stuff, the Vic government, like COVID hotline. So, oh, yeah, um, that's a waste of time. But yeah, I find yeah. so terrible. I haven't done yeah. it, but um, yeah, because yeah, I'm like, no, nah, mate, Tassie's letting us in. It's all good. They want re- regional Victorian people. And it was like, no, nah, no, nah, this is a Vic government thing, so – um, yeah. But then I'm like, yeah, you could probably classify running, competing as work anyway. Probably going to get paid yeah. somewhere. Get yeah, exactly. A, get a receipt. There was no one asking at the airport anyway. It was quite, um, yeah, yeah, contrasting. I, I thought it was going to be super strict. And then Melbourne Airport, no one even checked my like ID at all that I was from New South Wales, nothing, just straight on. But then when you got to Tassie, I, it was pretty serious. I found the exact same when I, I flew out on Thursday. And I, you know how you, you, you get used to living in your, your own little bubble and you kind of forget, um, like I'd forgotten that Melbourne was still on quite strict um, kind of lockdown kind of laws and 25K and all that kind of stuff. And because you get used to doing what you're doing kind of mm-hmm. thing. And um, I was driving down the freeway and I'm like, geez, not many cars around. And then um, I always park in the long-term um, car park at the airport there. And I always like try to see the closest park i can get to the gate because then it's just straight across and, and then I got you just these, walk across you don't catch that yeah much. walk yeah. across and i literally got the second closest park and i was so stoked and it was it was then that i realized oh shit yeah melbourne people can't go anywhere but it was a bloody like i walked through the airport and no not a single person checked where i was from what i was doing where i was going and then when i came into new south wales i filled out a um a, a bit of a form online as to where I'd been, declaring I hadn't been in Melbourne in the last 14 days, I think it was. And then you just fill that out. There's no one checking. They just see that you've filled them out, whereas you could just blatantly lie. Hmm. And then it's just like straight in. Then you're just in with the normal population here. It's it's quite strange that no, like they're, 
they're very trusting of people doing the right thing, uh, which I found quite interesting. So yeah, I thought it was yeah. much more stricter, mm. Mm. especially when you've got a flight coming in and all of those people are from Victoria. You wouldn't think it would take too much to check. Was where your flight pretty empty? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I'd say by a third. Yeah, full. Um, so I had a whole row to myself. The row in front was empty. The row behind was empty. It but was, are you um, assuming all those people are from regional Victoria on that flight? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, they, I was, I was getting so mad. The one of my pet peeves is people that wear a mask and they have it. They have their nose out, oh, and yeah. you're like, why, why are you even wearing a mask? And like, I was getting so mad because so many people in the airport just strolling around with their mask over their mouth, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, hang on, these are regional people. At least they're not, they haven't been around COVID that much. But um, yeah, so I'm assuming they were all from regional, but there was actually a fair few if they were all from regional. So um, yeah, I don't know, interesting. But it was, the airport's a dream when it's empty, like mm. just super easy to get through security. But Macca's was closed. I couldn't believe it. I went there to get some fries just before my flight took off and all closed up. It's a bit of a ghost town in there, actually. Oh, yeah, I was virgin, so we didn't go to that terminal. Didn't see the old yeah, right. down there. Yeah, no, yeah. No pre-race fries for you. Let's talk about yeah. some training, hey? Let's, um, so the week of Launceston, what were the main sessions there? I've seen like yep. the weekly Ks here. I've got them up as 192. Yep. What were yes. the two workouts for the week? So Thursday, Tuesday, sorry, was a bit of an interesting one. Bit of a, um, yeah, I suppose breakdown in communication between coach and athlete. So, I was meant to do uh, two minutes um, and then a mile by three, but I accidentally somehow did it by six. Um, so I, I don't know, for some reason, I thought it was two minutes, mile, two minutes, mile as a set and then do that set three times. Um, but the actual session was actually just two minutes, mile by three. Um, so this turned out to be a, it was nearly 17K. Um so it was a pretty big, pretty big session, and it wasn't until I kind of got home and messaged Scotty and was kind of like, "Oh, I'll sleep well tonight," kind of thing. And he's like, "Oh, you've done it, bloody! You've done three times as much as what you meant to do." And I was like, "Oh shit!" But um, that was fine. It was um, I was kind of running the two minuteers at around kind of low two fifty pace, um, and I was having a minute recovery and then doing the miles at probably two fifty five to two fifty nine ish, and then having two minutes after the mile so that was um that turned out to be a lot of laps of the lake um and it wasn't until i kind of finished my session and saw that it went for an hour i was like what the hell's going on here this doesn't like sessions i do don't normally go for this long um and then i kind of realized i think i've made a mistake here but that was all good um yeah so that turned out to be a bit of a big session but scotty and i ended up having a bit of a laugh about it so that was good um so that was yeah, six nearly seventeen k. Um, so it was a good one on Tuesday, and then that what that meant was Friday could just we could really pull back. So I think Scotty wanted me he was going to get me to do um, some four k efforts, but he was like, you've already kind of you've done that, so you don't need to go there again. So we just did um just did a bit of four k threshold around the wedge, um, pretty infamous around Bendigo. So that was just three oh three, so twelve twelve, um, and then did some. Did some hill reps, so I just did six, um, I think they were about a minute uh, hills, and then I did a 2K 
in 556 uh, so just under three minute k's so that was um that that was a, a pretty cruisy session for me so 12k in total so just because i had that big day on tuesday I mean i could um kind of really pull back i suppose um on the friday so that felt pretty good and i like doing that like that's my favorite session though that thresh hills thresh i just reckon it um just gets you really fit um so yeah that was that was tuesday friday that were the two um the two sessions and then on sunday um had a pretty i actually thought all my longer um kind of efforts uh sunday long run efforts were over but um i think with missing lonnie uh scotty kind of threw this in so i ended up ended up doing 30 just short of set 37k in 354 average um did a bit of a point-to-point one, this one, along the Lianganook, uh, which is also known as the Goldfields Trail. Um, oh, so this is okay. actually where the old the old Colvin relays went. Um, so you'd, yeah, you, you're probably looking at this on Strava and going, oh, where's this? But this is dead set where the Colvin relays went, apart from um, slightly different coming through Spring Gully there because we were on the roads there. Um, yeah, I'm looking at your map now. Yeah. Yeah, it was good fun actually. Yeah, so not uh, on Mandarin Road. You kind of go the back. Where's yeah, Hogan's yep. Road there though? Did you go on that? No, I didn't. No, no. So you stick on the Goldfields Trail. Um, so you kind of stay off Mandarin South Road and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And um, it's good fun actually. It's quite flat because um, it follows the channel for probably, oh, I'm going to say about 20K. Um, and then you kind of just roll through the bush and then come down through Spring Gully and then onto the creek trail. So it's, um, yeah, it was good fun. Um, I did did an hour um, and then I did a 15-minute kind of surge at 318s and then did um, roughly another hour and then did another 15-minute surge at 315s um, and then just jogged it to home so that was um that was a pretty big day out i was by myself so i was running um like my pace just when i was by myself were was kind of like 418 for the first hour then 356s for the second hour so just running a bit faster just because you know what it's like when you don't have that group you kind of you just get rolling a little bit so that was um that was a pretty big day out for yeah 30 37k so did you Um, start i'm just trying to make sense of this map with the old Colburn Relays, where the first changeover used to happen? Yep, that was at much, the top of... You pretty much no, started that there? A, that used to happen at the top of... No, sorry. Yes, actually. I yeah. fit it, but Near that car park. Remember that car park? You're about 200 yeah. metres after that car park down the bottom of the hill. Yes, yep, yep. So they used to start where the Mount Alex Road turns right yeah. um, or left, depends, and then you go down that S-bend. And I, I started there where you turn left onto the goldfields. Yep, and then ran all the way along there. Um, Which is interesting. Think, that road up to the top is called Joseph Young Drive. I knew Joseph yeah, Young I is. I don't know why it's called that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, well, that's something can... for people. So, uh, yeah, if you ever did Coleman Relays, just after the, that's an AV race that used to happen back when Bendigo had one. Um, yeah, first changeover through to the finish line. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that was um, that was good fun. Uh, I enjoyed that. It's it just makes the Sunday long run go a bit quicker like and especially we always run the same loop so i actually really enjoyed going a bit of a point to point you kind of i don't know it's, yeah it feels it's, like you're um, on like trying to achieve something yeah yeah it's like a journey kind of yeah. thing um it's and you never twisty, think isn't it? it looks pretty cool on your strava yeah really twisty it's actually it's actually one of the downsides of it because you uh, you go along next to the channel and you're kind of like oh surely i'm nearly at 
at the end and then you're like oh shit there's another two bends and they're just quite big bends but it's dead flat like it's Kind of like imagine running next to the aqueduct along oh, at the yeah. top of Falls Creek, but yeah. the trails, the trails probably a bit better. You know how that's very like two wheel that you can see where the two wheels drive. Yeah, and it's crap in the middle. This is probably a, a all round better surface. So it's um, yeah, it's good fun actually. I'll probably I've done a fair bit of that trail. I'm really keen to run the whole way from Mount Alex um and all the way through, but it was just going to be a little bit too far. That's probably about forty k. So I reckon I'll I'll do that one day, but yeah, not this week. So that was um. What was that? 192k? Did you say? So that was a good, good week actually. Um, a big session, a good session, and then a good kind of long run effort. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know how you find it, but doing those efforts. Do you do many efforts where you just you say you bank a few k's and then you just go straight into an effort in your long run? Yeah, or? Um, that's what I was going to ask. So when you say effort, were you talking like marathon pace or like tempo or kind of what were your threshold? Yeah, it was. It was, I think what Scotty wanted me to do was kind of 315s to 320s, um, and I ran 318s and 315s. So a little bit, that's slower than marathon pace for me, um, and it's just kind of, it's probably, yeah, it's not even threshold. Um, so it's just an effort, I suppose. It's, it's probably, I'd call it pretty close to marathon effort considering you're in heavies you've already done an hour dirt track like all that kind of stuff so i'd call it marathon effort it's not marathon pace um but i just find it a bit of a grind like you're you're running along pretty happily at four fifteens or whatever and just trying to flick that switch it actually gets and i know i spoke about it when i did a 20 minute surge at the end of my long run a few weeks ago like i'm so used to doing these drills and doing strides like for me getting going when I've just been doing easy jogging, I don't find it that easy. And I think like, I don't know, New Balance 1080s probably aren't the fastest shoe in the world. Um, so that makes it a little bit harder. But it was, um, yeah, I don't know. just find it really hard to to get going. But once you get going, I feel like I can just keep going. And then that's, I think that's why I like that middle section. I ran like, yeah, it was nearly 11K in 43 minutes just because yeah. you kind of so like, that was you feel after like. after you then slowed back down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so no, it was good fun. It's a good way to do it. Um, I really enjoyed it, but it's just just a bit of, I don't know. The effort is a lot more than what you feel it should be, but I suppose that's the whole point of it, just to simulate what it's like at the marathon when you're kind of twenty five, thirty k in, and the effort's through the roof, and the pace isn't kind of thing. So, did you have um, any um, like you're out there for two hours twenty minutes, like any drinks or gels along the way? Nah, nothing. Um, so yeah, it was just. Um, yeah, without that, Scotty's pretty big on, like I had a few trial runs and then he's pretty keen on me not doing it anymore just so my body doesn't, uh, I suppose, adapt to being used to using that kind of stuff and instead it's used to using the fat um, that it's already got stored. Um, and I, I don't know, I see people sucking down on jails every long run and I'm like, what are you doing? You're not like, why don't you train your body to use fat without that and then when you get to a race it's just like holy shit what's all this energy kind of thing but um yeah, yeah if you're I had rolling to... it if you're rolling at 310 pace in the marathon you aren't accessing that fat I yeah that's depends. the carb yeah 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 like that it intensity it's, yeah isn't it it's, it's i'm not qualified probably this, by the way but i'm pretty yeah, sure i'm right depends depends on how i suppose how fit you are essentially um and it's I know my goal is we're trying to uh, stay in that fat burning for as long as we can before you start using carbs because you can use your fats for a lot longer. Um, that's my understanding, but 
again, we are school teachers. So yeah, I always so thought please. the intensity mattered though. Like say you went out, like say three twenty five, three thirties, you'd be yep. able to roll on that because yep. you wouldn't be dipping into that. Like the harder the intensity, like the higher the fire, the more you got to yes. rely on the carbs. That's right, isn't yep. it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think I would be able to get through a fair, not a fair chunk, probably, I don't know, 10K, I reckon, of the marathon running kind of 310s, 311s-ish and not really touching too much of the carbs. That's the plan anyway. That's what we're hoping. That's best case scenario. So you won't have anything until 10K in? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I'll be I'll be having a little bit just to um, I suppose just to make sure because it's always as a bit of an insurance policy. Um, so yeah, probably five k. I'll have a little bit beforehand, five k, ten k, yeah, fifteen k. But um, yeah, I don't know too many specifics about that. I don't I don't know. It's um, Scotty's got that all. So he'll do that for you too, the nutrition <clears throat> plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I'm just fully. I don't know. I, I spoke about it the other week, and it's probably uh, a prime example of uh, like just trust and like trusting the the coach athlete kind of thing and um i'm he's yeah i put all my faith in in his decisions and it's kind of like because of what he's done and the experience he has um it's kind of yeah i'm putting it all in into his hands kind of thing so we'll um we'll see we'll probably chat about that this this week i reckon this week yeah, coming. that'd be um, interesting hearing what your final plan's going to be yeah the, uh, yeah it's, yeah it's going to be good actually i'm i'm looking forward to it it's um yeah, I feel like I can finally start to start to think about it a bit because it's pretty. It's just around the corner, so it's good fun. Yeah, and so many ways to skin the cat as well. Like I know when I went and got tested at like Monash and they put the mask on me and stuff, they're like, "Whoa, you just burn a shitload of carbs when you run yeah, this right. pace. You need yeah. to be aiming for like, I think they're like something like 120 grams per hour, but they're like that's way too many. You'll end up like cooking your stomach. So they're like, end recommendation was to. Yeah, try to be more like do more stuff faster and stuff like that to try and access that fat stuff or yeah, um, yeah. still aim for like the higher kind of. So I think now I aim for like 80, 85 grams of carbs yeah. per hour. And like I, yeah. like the right, I, that's why I went and got it done because every marathon I did, I was just fading massively. Um, yeah, that's like, that's math, that's awesome. Like that's, and because the thing, because it's so different for everyone. So it's like, it is, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Dane Burway yeah. got it done, I think, and then he told me to go get it done. And I was like, yeah, this is worth doing just to try and see what my body, how it operates. But then mm-hmm. the shit thing is, you're trying to like 85 grams an hour is like nearly three, you know, three 30 gram gels, which is quite a lot to take in the first hour. But you know, if you that's the thing though, if you if you run out at thirty six, thirty seven k, like yeah, which I've done yeah. a few times, you really the marathon's forty two k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done ones where you know you might lose forty seconds a k for the last seven k, and you're like, mm. yeah, it's just gone from a you know two twenty one or two eighteen or whatever to um yeah my first one going from like two nineteen pace to two twenty six at finish time, and you just yeah. bleed it all in that last seven or eight minutes. But um, that's yeah. interesting, and everyone's got to find it out their own way. So. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, That is uh, the marathon, though. That's why it's such a complicated event. Because every other yeah. event, you just go out there and race and then don't even worry about touching anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's so different. So it's like I'm, I'm fully aware that it'll probably take three to kind of actually really learn the event. So it's, um, yeah, I don't know. Gold Coast is just all uh, dip the toe in the water and kind of see, see what we can learn. So it's, um, yeah, there's no bad outcome really because it's all a learning process so i'm yeah pretty excited have you guys had any communication from the race yet around like i heard a whisper that scott was going to be one of the pacemakers at 66 30 through halfway is that is that the news you're hearing 
Um, he is going to be a pacemaker. I actually honestly don't know what time he's running through. Um, I'm not worrying about that. I'm just kind of worrying about what I'm doing, I suppose. Um, and I haven't really calculated what my splits are going to be. Um, so, but he is, <clears throat> he is going to be um, a pacemaker, but I've only heard that because he is my coach. Um, I don't know that from Gold Coast. I don't know if he's the official group pacemaker or not. I just know he's going up and I'm going to be running with him for hopefully, I don't know, 20, 20 to 30K-ish. Um, but, yeah, I haven't heard anything from Gold Coast yeah. um, officially. Because I wonder so. if they then ask you guys, it's like, well, who wants what pace? Like, we think this is going to be the lead group. What do you want? Because I don't think Croaks has been told he has to run at, like, 228 pace for the women. Yeah, so that means seems... someone's kind of requested that. It seems weird that there's so much uh, direction for the women and there's nothing for the blokes. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's purely just because uh, Croaks has obviously been talking about it on um, your podcast or I, like I don't – yeah, it's, it's quite strange that there's a lot of public knowledge about that. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I honestly – I was not sure if Scott was doing it for me or doing it for whoever is that lead person or, yeah, and um, – so yeah, it's all. I know. I've just haven't worried about it, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll just do what, do what my plan is, and um, I'm not stressed about who's going out really hard or going out really easy. Just kind of worrying about what I'm doing. So yeah, it's. Um, I don't know. I suppose we'll. I don't know. I'm hoping we kind of find out before that, um, that meeting on the Saturday before, um, before the race, and they actually have some commu- communication about it. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And then, um, mm. like, they did the media release for the chicks field as well, for the females field. So it'd be good to see official one for the men's. I don't think. Have you seen anything? No, I haven't. I haven't looked, but I haven't seen anything. But I don't know. It's like it's there's some great stories in there, and it's kind of like I don't know. Whoever has a a good day will win. Oh, I, I think, think that's like the, the most exciting things, and I wish they started pumping it up more, because I feel like yeah. an inside run and we're the only ones talking about it. You're like, hang on, there's five good domestic Australian guys who have, you know, most of them represent Australia in some kind of form over the years as mm. well, or were due to it, kind of world half. So, like, start telling their stories and stuff and yeah. and getting them on and yeah. stuff like that. But, um, and did you see they cut all the prize money? Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah. What, so, what are they? Yeah, so right. 2000, 2021... Their total payout was seventy three thousand, and then this sorry two th- no that was two thousand nineteen, two thousand nineteen yep. cancelled in two thousand and twenty, um, seventy three thousand down to thirty eight thousand in total. Cool. They took the win from twenty grand down to ten grand, second yep. from eight down to five, third from five down to two and a half, fourth from two and a half down to one thousand, and fifth from one thousand down to five hundred. Mm. So uh, I suppose that's a. But then Melbourne a, kept theirs. I think Melbourne's still twenty or twenty-five grand for their first place in um in October. I'm not sure what Sydney yeah. have done yet, but these are kind of like the big three. Because yeah. the, the way I'm looking at it, though, and like obviously like COVID, they've missed a year, got no idea about their financial situation. But I thought um the amount of money they would have saved not flying all the Kenyans and Ethiopians in. And like appearance fees and, you know, accommodation and all that kind of like elite money they used to spend on those top end guys that they haven't had to this year. I thought they still would have been out because it's not ridiculous money. You think about it. I think, yeah. I think my entry cost me like 145 bucks to run the half. 
and they're wow. and they're popping up I, on um, Facebook about how they got twenty thousand entries this year. Like every event's nearly sold out. Mm. And you're like, hey, I on. wonder if they. Yeah. I wonder if through the um, like not spending that money on those internationals, there's a lot more um, Australians that are getting supported. Like so, they're nah, getting. I don't know. Travel Anyone's getting or... support. No. Nah. Oh really? Well, yeah. Like yeah. I don't think because yeah, right. the half's just you can only get support from the half if you're um, going to the Olympics. Remember that deal they have? Like, I remember when Moose ran like Doha. They were kind of looked after oh, him for yeah. the half because he was going to world champs. And I yep. assume the same thing's happening for like, you know, Brett, Jana- Jack, Sinead, Ali, that yeah. kind of stuff. And maybe some yep. of the like top end MTC guys. But like, nah, like anyone around like my level, no one's, like Archie's getting some like development money, hardly 150 bucks to go towards his accommodation yeah, right. or something. So you have to pay for your entry? Yep, entry, flights, com, all that kind of, mate, guys, the Gold Coast aren't worrying about guys like me. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I think if I ran the marathon, I would have got, like, return flights, accommodation. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, because if yeah, you've broken you 220 or something, yeah. Three yeah, days accommodation. Three days easy and return flights. Which is a well, good program got... for the marathon. That's a good program. Mm. But, yeah, mm. they, they don't really look at – no one's caring about 66-minute half marathon, guys, when it's going to be, <laughs> when it's going to be one in 60, 61. Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Anyway. And I suppose that's that's the thing. It, it spread so thin because there's a 10K, a half, and a marathon. So it's not like a, yeah. a, a different running festival where there might be one or maybe two races. So oh, and to be um, completely honest, like I'm happy to pay entries and stuff, knowing mm. that the winner used to get 20 grand. But if you're like, mm. oh, because imagine, like, let's just say, let's just say top five, there could realistically be a really good Australian guy coming six who runs 21330. And pick up zero dollars in prize money, or the same thing. You could come, you know, it could be a sprint finish. Benny Saint, Tom DeCano, Riley Cox, you, Lewis McAfee comes in eight seconds behind us all, gets five hundred. One guy gets ten yeah. grand. You're like, oh. But anyway, yeah. See what yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going, was going to bring that to your attention. So tell us about what happened. Um, so if you've if you've already spent twenty grand somewhere, just maybe ease off. Don't go spending 20 grand in the next couple of weeks thinking you're going to win it. Just only spend 10. Um, yeah. But... So this last week in training, Sunday today. Yep. So let's go back to like, did you do a workout Tuesday? Yeah, I did a workout Tuesday. So this was on the track. Um, did three by 2K and then a 1K. Um, so I had uh, one minute recovery between the, the 2K um, and the 1K. And then I had two minutes at the end. So I kind of broke it up into sets. Um, so it was it was a good workout. It was good on the track. Had the lights on again, which was good. Um, probably a little bit not tough, but the the hard part about this session is only having a one minute rest after a two k rep. Um, like that's pretty uncommon. Uh, like normally you'd have at least two minutes, two and a half, maybe three. Um, but yeah, actually ran. I was pretty uh, pretty happy with this session because I was. 553, 552, and 550 for the 2K reps, and then 250, 251, 249 for the 1K reps. So that was, um, yeah, I just felt in the groove, and I had a good little good little pack, a few of the junior bats, and often I get them to lead a few reps, but I was just kind of feeling in the, I don't know, in the zone and didn't really want them jumping in and running a like a 60, 62 or 63-second lap or a 72 or 73, so I kind of led the whole way. So that was... Um, yeah, 10k worth of work, um, just with a few of the extra jog laps in there. Um, was that the plan that kind of to stuff. work down, like change the gears when you went from the two to the one k? 
Yeah, so the plan was to run, um, I think it was 70-second laps for the 2Ks and then 68s for the 1K. Um, so that was the rough plan. And uh, I don't know, it's, ha- it's easy when mentally when you've got a rep that's half as far as the first rep, you can always run a bit faster, um, just mentally, I think. So it was just to, just to work down a little bit, not too much. Um, but that was good. It was a good session, actually. I was really – it was nice because I felt like I could have done that probably again, um, like another – another two or three sets of that. So it's nice feeling kind of walking away from those sessions because you don't want to walk away from every session being like, oh man, I feel banged up, but I nailed that kind of thing. It's nice to walk away going, I nailed that down to the T because it, I'm not spent kind of thing and it was comfortably uncomfortable kind of thing. So um, that was good fun and then actually didn't do a session for the rest of the week because um, I had a bit of a long run kind of session today so and just a bit of travel so in there so that was that was the week and then this morning um, drove down to the central coast um, from New East that's about 45 50 minutes um, and I did Bay to Bay which is a half marathon down there um, the plan was just to kind of um, have a bit of a hit out but nothing too serious Um so sat on sat on Scotty for the first 10k, which was as per planned, and then I was just to work the next. So that was mostly kind of three, yeah, three tens, give or take, just to kind of feel that kind of marathon vibe, um, and just practice that kind of sitting in and just patience, I suppose. And then the um, the next 5k was just a bit of a get a little bit faster, and then the next 5k, if I'm feeling good, run a little bit faster. So um, ended up running 66.28. Um, with a bit of a toilet stop in there so that was um yeah a little bit unplanned but that's all right so it was a good good hit out felt good um and then we actually jogged so this is a point to point race um and then we we actually jogged back to the car so that was like a 10k cool down so it's um yeah it's a bit of a big morning so i think about 34 35k by the time you add in a warm-up um so it was yeah it was a good morning out actually really enjoyed it did they um those guys catch her when you had the toilet stop and then you had to go past them again? Because I looked at the results yep. and Guy was only you know twenty or thirty seconds behind you at the end. Yeah, so Guy and Scotty got past me and then I kind of passed them, um, passed them again. So um, yeah, Scotty was I don't know he was just keen to have a bit of a hit out. And I think Guy was the same. Um, Guy Walters that is. So they're guys doing the half at uh, Gold Coast. So I think it's um, this was just a bit of a money grab for him, and I think he was a bit disappointed when he found out I was coming up because um, he often finishes second in this race apparently. So, um, yeah, they went past me, and then that's when I kind of dropped a few of those 255s just because I was a little bit um, a little bit stressed that I wasn't going to catch back up to them, and Guy was probably licking his lips. Um, but, yeah, managed to catch back up to them and then kind of settle it down and then, yeah, finish feeling feeling pretty good and um yeah it didn't really um i don't know it was it was a solid effort but it wasn't um wasn't anything amazing it's a pretty slow course um it's kind of all run on footpaths so it's just like which is on the side know, of the road like just yeah houses and stuff. yeah 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 literally literally so it's um it's such a shame just with these how you can't close down roads because it just costs so much these days like so many local fun runs are just getting killed just like it's just you know what it's like you would have done Launceston the other week and it's just you can't like nothing compares to running a road race oh, yeah. on the yeah. on the road you have the whole road to yourself and you just it's just awesome whereas footpaths like it it doesn't sound like much but it's the exact opposite and it's just 
or quite bi- twisty bypass. They always, I've been on yep. a couple of like committees for planning fun runs and stuff, and it's like, oh, we want to save money, so we're going to go on this bypath and have people like on the, you know, when you get across a road and you're like, oh, just so, yeah. there's a reason why the big ones are so successful, and that's having open yeah. roads and. And, like, I'm yep. talking from a performance point of view. Like, most of the time they just want the participation numbers there or raise the money for charity or whatever it is. But, yeah, you feel yeah, exactly. a whole different groove race-wise when you've got a whole road to work with. Yeah, exactly. So, um, no, that was good fun and enjoyed the run back. And then we, um, yeah, Scotty's done this a few times before Gold Coast. Um, so he's done it with Celia um, a few times and all this kind of stuff. And we uh, always get a get a coffee and a donut from this certain baker and then go stand in the water which i bloody i hated because i'm uh i don't know i'm not a big fan of ice baths and all that kind of stuff and i i can't stand it um so i managed to last about 10 minutes in the water then i got out i was like yep that's enough because it was bloody raining and freezing cold so but um no it was good fun good fun to get down there and um how long was the drive from newcastle yeah, it's probably like, I think it's like 45 minutes. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, we left at 4.30 this morning, so I was like a little bit out of it, and it was dark, wet, and rainy, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's all highway down the down the highway, but it's, um, yeah. But funny story, I was running along, sitting at the back. There's Scott, Guy, and me, and we were, um, if you look on the course map, we actually, so there's a 12K, and then they added in a half marathon. So we we start and we go the opposite direction 4k up turn around 4k back and then we come past the start line of the 12k and then run all the way in i was coming back towards the start line just running along just kind of running like we're running 310s feeling pretty comfortable just like oh this is good and then i hear this go bats and i was like what the hell who where did that come from i think i know like yeah, you're used to it. You're used to it being like at an XCR race, but I was just like cruising along, like, and I hear this go bats, and I actually started laughing out loud, and um, and guy heard it as well, and because guys ran for the bats as well, um, he did a half marathon a few years ago, and he kind of started laughing out loud, and here we are, kind of running along, just laughing, and um, so yeah, big shout out to Mel McLeod. He's a uh, a Chukamoama resident. True, um, correct. That's, that's right. Yep. yep. So he um he come up and he did the half. Um, and he uh, he was actually running in a inside running uh, podcast singlet. So which one, the grey uh, one or the green one? What color? What season? Nah, the the Steigen, the oh, white. That's the most elite the, one. Yeah, yeah, that one. So they're um, rare. Those ones. Not many people got yeah. those ones. Yeah, yeah. He was rocking it this morning. Um, so thanks for that support, Mel. That gave me a, a very big laugh getting a go bats yeah, <laughs> cheer cool. out in the the central coast of New South Wales. We're hoping so we're to have definitely... a few dropping for um, Gold Coast weekend. Actually, we might we'll give you a singlet to wear just when you're winning. It'll be good for our publicity. <laughs> Inside running Gold Coast edition. Um, yeah. yeah, that does he go into the Gold Coast from there? Well, did he, he didn't jar from a true commitment just for today, did he? I don't know. He actually um, he not. sent me a message afterwards and he asked me if I was staying up on the way uh, to Gold Coast and I said yeah, but I haven't heard back from him. So. I don't know. It's a bit of a strange one. I was quite surprised that he was running because it's not like a, I wouldn't call it a fast fun run. Like it's a good, it's a good community fun run, and you do it if you lived in that area. But you wouldn't travel to do it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't. But yeah, not sure. But uh, yeah, that was that was the highlight of the day for me. Um, just hearing that little go bats. So that was um, that was very funny. So yeah, this week. I think I, I'm not sure what I got, about 150, 152K, so a bit less, um, 
kind of only a long run session and one session, but a bit of travel in there and um, yeah, feeling pretty good actually. So. And did that first 10k feel like marathon pace when you're sitting behind Scott at like three tenths? It did. Um, it felt pretty good, but I was like, I don't know, it didn't feel fast, but you're kind of like, shit, I'd have to do this four times. Like that kind of goes through your mind, but then you're like, hang on, I'm running on this crappy footpath. I'm running in my old next percents. I'm not on the Gold Coast. I haven't tapered. Like, so there's a long list of things that will change. So um, it felt pretty good. Um, it felt like I could kind of easily um, kind of drop the hammer a bit after that. And when I finished, I wasn't. Um, I don't know, you know what it's like when you finish a fun run and then people are like, oh, you don't even look like you're breathing kind of thing. Um, I was getting a lot of that and I like I honestly felt pretty good and um, the 10K or nearly 11K jog back um, felt pretty comfortable. So I'm, I'm pretty confident with where I'm at at the moment um, and I think that's probably going to be the – that's probably the goal um, for, for Gold Coast, I think, running around that, that kind of 310. So it was good to sit on – sit on Scotty and just get used to running behind him and, um, yeah, nice little practice run. The um, the toilet stop, though. You can, yeah. You can do that with Guy Walters and Scotty, but if you do that with Benny Saint and Tom DeCano and Riley yeah, Cox, you might not catch them. So, like, yeah, it was, obviously you want to get that sorted. Yeah, I was just a little bit, um, I don't know, for me, I've always thought it was dairy, but I think actually caffeine has an impact as well. Um, and cause this is a trouble I've had in the past, but it was actually, um, I was just a little bit lazy probably in the last few days and I had a few coffees, like some long blacks and that kind of stuff. And now I just need to know, like, it's like, it was actually a nice little like reminder of like, no, you need to, you need to be serious about this kind of stuff. You can't take that easy out kind of thing. So I'm not like, it's, yeah, it was a bit annoying definitely, but I'm, yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world and it's a nice little kind of, I suppose, wake up for me just to be like nah you need to be you need to be on to it for the next two weeks kind of thing so um yeah no nah, we'll we'll um we'll cut out a few things make sure i'm not eating a few things ahead of gold coast and go from there beautiful well mate yeah. so this week will you do one last good big session or you think that's it i think it's it's probably nearly going to be it i don't think there'll be any big sessions um i think there might just be a little bit of quality um but yeah i'm not really too sure it's going to be it's going to be nice being in newcastle so i don't have to kind of get on the phone and be like oh scotty what are your thoughts kind you of stay thing, in obviously. his house just wake up knock on yeah. his door yeah 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 stay in his house so it's going to be good he'll be um he'll be Hasn't pacing he got, like, me around five kids or something uh three, three so yeah they're all they're all going crazy outside at the moment um but um yeah, no, nah, it's going to be, yeah, good fun. I'm just, just kind of chilling, uh, which is good, and don't have to worry about work. And, yeah, just um, enjoy the, the full-time athlete life, I suppose, and acclimatizing to the weather. So Matt Davey will be, uh, will be very happy um, that I'm kind of a little bit yeah, further right. north and getting used to the, uh, the warmer weather, although up here it's bloody raining and cold. So Getting yeah, used to the heat, getting some heat gains. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's right, yeah, mate. Well, let's cap it there and let's do uh, – we'll do a weekly here until the race, which is only two weeks, so only two more episodes. But, um, mm. yeah, we'll know a bit about this Division 2 Bendigo Bats team, hopefully in the next couple of days. Um, yeah, what happens what's, – what's worst-case scenario if the race goes ahead this week but then anyone going to the Gold Coast can't go, like doesn't want to risk being in Melbourne? Yeah, I think we've, we're still looking pretty good for a team because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people going to Gold Coast, but there is a lot of people uh, like that running our Div Five team that 
like oh, they really they yeah and they're not div five runners they're div two runners div yeah. three runners so um so i'm pretty who I'm the confident. Six bear? well i'll put me on the spot but i reckon um steve nigel um i've heard whispers that nath mead um is a is a maybe um, so he was actually training for an Ironman up in Cairns but couldn't get there because Victoria was in lockdown. So he's bloody fit at the moment and he's keen to roll around. Nathan Stoat. Nathan Stoat, yep. So what's that? That's, That's four. four. Um, and then probably Brian McGinley, who's a, oh, yeah. he's a roughie. So he's um, he's a guy who used to live in Elmore. Um, I did a fair bit of training with him and he's a... He's a good runner. He's um, low fifteen minute guy, isn't he? Like fifteen. Low fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Is he um, fit? I haven't heard his name for a while. Yeah, he's had it. He's got, he's had a strange one. He's got this inflammation, uh, swelling on his knee, and he's been to numerous sports docs, and they can't tell him what's wrong. Like no one knows why it's swelling up, and it literally swells up like a balloon. Um, hasn't done that for the last probably two months, and he's been gradually increasing his load. So I think he's um. He's nearly ready to go, so that's a good little addition. Um, so that'll be five, and then I suppose the sixth runner could be someone like uh, Skepsy, or it oh, could yeah. be yeah, um, Mike Bellini, or someone like that, or Matt Hook yeah. um, could be in there as well. Like there's um, there's a lot of runners there that are kind of sixteen minute five k guys. So um, yeah, that's a good team. I still yeah. sticking to my comment though that I don't think they can put an event on. Um, and then expect regional people to get there if it's going to impact them traveling to every other state in Australia. Like, I don't, yeah, think, I don't I, think that's fair. Yeah, and I just really hope they don't decide to somehow make it in waves um, and try to, say, limit the amount of people there at the start line because that would just completely ruin the race. So it's like if you can't run it to the standard that you normally run it to, just don't run it. Yeah. Um, so if they do something I, like that, they should almost do like a team time trial. Like if they can only let 20 people off at a time, say, all right, here's APS and mm. uh, St. Stephen's. You've got, you got you know, 20 spots, 10 each, put your best 10 in, you're taking your average time or whatever. Yeah. Like, or the top, average time of your top six. And then you just go Bendigo and Geelong, you're up next or whatever. Or, you know, it wouldn't matter who you're going off with, but you just send them off that way and maybe work on ship times or something like that. Yeah, but I actually see that um, I see that the Bendigo Addy and all this, we're getting a lot of press about the bats and um, AV have actually been resharing a bit of the stuff. So it looks like they're um, mm. they might be coming across. So look out that the that cons- Div One promotion the might conspiracies be conspiracies um, over. You reckon? No I more think conspiracies. I think it's over, and I, I'm I'm just waiting for the call from Glenn Turner to say, "Yep, the bats are in Div One." Um, How come given... they don't do it? And that's another thing, you know, you've postponed round three, move that to later in the year. Round four might not be going ahead. Like, this is the perfect time to make a change. Mm. We've put enough mm. out there, put enough out there already to say we need to be there. Got a fan base. People yeah. are wondering, give us a chance. Let the bats fly. What exactly. about, um, they've been real quiet on, like, remember Sean Whip and Tim Crosby used to do, like, a podcast and stuff, talking about, like, AV stuff. And they, were, they did yeah, one at the start the of the season. Yeah. And then, like, they used to do those little, they did a little video promo on, like, Jails Park, and then just nothing. Yeah, like, I don't know what, I, I don't know, they must be busy or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Not sure. Not sure where that's been, but... Um, it's not hard in to do bigger, a podcast episode. Yeah. Just yeah. ask me. Yeah. <laughs> case, case in point. Yeah. <laughs> in, um, I reckon I've found a good tattoo parlour up in Gold Coast, so I reckon oh, we can really? all look in, get it all done at the same time. So, um, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll send you through where that... Imagine get, getting tattoos after two rounds. 
Because yeah, when I was spoken to you about I, that, because Archie was the one that floated the eye. He's like, we were jogging the other day. He's like, yeah, I reckon I'm going to get a tattoo if we win Divi 2. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I haven't got any ink, but I'm like, if there's something, I would get tattooed on me. And I was thinking about getting it like, instead of the Olympic rings on me back shoulder, get like five little bats, like, you know, like up, down, up, down, up, down. So they're like in Olympic rings, kind of like, like, I like that. that's a good idea, isn't it? Like you just get yeah, five, five little bats on your back shoulder. So every time you go past someone in a race, they just see them up there on the, on the, what muscles that up there? Shoulder bone kind of thing. Deltoid. Uh, deltoid. Yeah. yeah, deltoid. Yeah, deltoid. Yeah, I reckon man. you know who would get around that? The twins. They would yeah. definitely. They would be yeah first in line. Um, so, but I've actually I've got a new little bat logo to show you. Um, the boys over at Ernie Old, they've been they're going to knock up a bit of a custom uh, singlet for me for Gold Coast, and there's a little there's a little bat on the on the design down the bottom and it looks sick so i reckon that's the design we get for the tat it looks oh, yeah. um Cause we looks talk, really people cool people were asking me about that last week i think uh ali pashley's husband jose was like have you guys got a logo and i'm like no nah, we've got the emoji yeah. the emoji is the logo and then archie was with us too he's like nah we kind of need a logo and he put a logo did you see that post he put on instagram he put a no. bat he put a bat on the singlet there was a picture of just him. It was one of our promo pictures of him standing in front of a white wall in his Bendigo singlet. Oh, is that, and is that the one that looks like it's photoshopped because he looks real tanned and real tanned and, and stuff. Buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, I was looking at his oh. legs the other day. Though I think he might use fake tan or something. I'm looking at my legs and I'm like, my yeah, right. legs are just pale as white. And I'm like, how are man you doing the same workouts at the same time of the day and your legs are so much tanned than mine? But he put le- on that singlet. Yeah, on that yeah. singlet he put a bat. Like, he sketched over the photo and put a bat on the, like, front breast of it. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I reckon that's the bat we've got. You know, on the singlets, we've got one on the back that's oh, in grey. yeah, same one. I reckon that's it. Yeah, so that might, I don't know. I'll send you through this other little bat that the uh, the boys at Ernie Old have made up for us. Yeah, get those and, guys um, to give us a um, design for some merch. Yeah, no, nah, there's something that's in the works. pipe works. Good. Yeah, yeah. So some training tees. So anyone, that, anyone that's keen to get a bit of bat, merchandise never thought i'd say that um yeah we we're, we'll we'll keep you updated so um they're they're a bendigo based running brands that'd be pretty sick to actually have them are they based in, the in bendigo now i thought they were like well, hipster, like brunswick kind of thing or something yeah they're they're full brunswick hipsters um but the ernie old is a street in bendigo both uh simon um and source grew up in in bendigo so um yeah they're i i say they're bendigo boys but um yeah, I'd call yeah, them Bendigo actually, boys. Yeah, but they can't they can't handle the hills in Bendigo, so they're they're kind of city boys on the long run. And then um, I still call them Bendigo boys. I took them took them around your favourite Resolute one time, and um, I think I think Simon had had a few beers the night before, and he was he was battling on the way back. <laughs> yeah, that I think was that the same day I was there. Nah, he was with us that day as well. I reckon. Was he? Yeah, yeah right. One of them was. Nah, this was like a Sunday, and we went all the way out to Mount Herbert um, and went up there. So in in their defence, it wasn't an easy Sunday run. So, um, but yeah, look out, look out for that merch. It's All coming right. in hot. Let's wrap it up and uh, talk again next week, mate. Lovely, awesome. Right. Thank you. Catch ya. See ya. Bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.